Let me uh, give you some folks to pray for tonight. Uh, remember uh, the family of Steve Clatterbuck uh, uh, for comfort. And then for Jack Jenkins and for Bonnie. And also pray for the Barnes baby. Then pray for Greg Hickerson. He has covert. Keep him in prayer. And who's G. Pullen? G. Pullen. Gary. Oh, pray, pray for Gary Pullen. And then pray for Cindy. And also for Little Lane. Continue to pray for the Beale family. And for Sister Neva. Continue to pray for Brother James. And pray for his dad. And then pray for Mr. Brother Brown. Uh, keep Brother Brown in prayer if you would. He's not doing very good at all. Uh, losing a lot of weight. He won't eat now. Won't drink. So uh, keep him in prayer and pray for uh, Sister Brown also. That God give her strength to take care of him. Uh, remember Ray and Tony and Danny. And pray also for Jennifer Allen. And then pray for Stephanie's daughter. And this is my wife's uh, niece, daughter, not our Stephanie. And then continue to pray for Lisa. Anybody want to add anything to the prayer list? I'll put Ryan Marlowe. He was the, the pastor that um, has a uh, Legionnaire's disease. Ryan? Yeah. And remember, he had, he had died, essentially, and they were able to bring him back. But he still has not come out of the coma, and he has a really high fever now, which is unusual for adults. Okay. So be in prayer for him. They know he has a UTI, but they don't know what else is going on. Okay. Pray for Ryan. Anyone else? Is that it? All right. Let's go to the Lord in prayer with these. Then. Father, we do ask you now, Lord, to be with these. It's been mentioned tonight. We do pray for Steve Clatterbuck comfort for the family. Pray also for Jack Jenkins. And then pray, Lord, for Bonnie Lawson. Lord, I do pray that you'd be with her. And I pray for the Barnes baby. Pray also for uh, Greg Herkerson that has the virus and Greg Pullen also. Uh, Lord, pray for Cindy that, Lord, it, uh, that she would be able to uh, get rid of the kidney stone Pray also for Lane that you'd be with him and uh, touch his little body and also for the Beale family. Pray also for Neva. Lord, I do pray to God that you'd continue to be with her and and I thank you for Brother James being here tonight. I do pray that you'd, uh, Lord, just touch him and give him complete healing. Pray for his dad. Pray that, Lord, that you'd be with Billy. Pray also for Brother Brown and I do pray for strength for Sister Brown that as she takes care of him. I do pray to God that you would give her an extra measure of strength. Pray, Lord, for Ray and for Tony and also for Danny. And, Lord, we do pray for Jennifer that, Lord, that you just meet that need and for Stephanie's daughter. And also pray for Lisa, Lord. I do thank you that she's been able to be here tonight. I pray the Lord you be with her and touch her. And pray for Ryan that, Lord, that... Uh, you brought him this far. I do pray, now, God, that you'd be with him and strengthen him and pray that he'd be able to come out of this coma. And I do pray that uh, you just, uh, Lord, raise him up. He'd give all the praise and honor to you for what you've done for him. 
Pray for the service tonight, Lord. I do pray that God that you would just, Lord, bless the service. Uh, give me clarity of thought and of speech. I do pray now, Lord, that you just bless tonight. Pray that you meet every need that's here. Maybe some folks had a need. They didn't say anything about it. But, Lord, you know all about it. So, Lord, I do pray that, God, that you just, Lord, meet every need. Thank you for the word of God. And, uh, Lord, I do pray that, uh, Lord, that you would, uh, this Lord, help us to love you and put you first. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn, if you would, to the book of John, chapter number 14. John 14, 1 through 6 is a very familiar passage of Scripture. I don't know how many times since I've been saved I've quoted this verse of Scripture. But let's read it tonight. And uh, you may be here tonight. And I, I mean, I didn't know who this message was for. I already had another message. But uh, when I got home today, uh, the Lord laid something else on my heart. And so I want to share that with you tonight about a troubled heart, a troubled heart. Could you uh, turn up the volume just a little bit? All right, is that better? All right. A troubled heart, verses one through six. Notice if you would, it said, let not your heart be troubled. Now God is saying here for you to not to let your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions, if it were not so, I would have told you, and I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am there you may be also. And whether I go, you know, and, and the way you know. And Thomas saith to him, Lord, we know not whether thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. We see here that we're living today as I was reading some things that I don't know if you've ever, and I think I mentioned this last week about what's going on up in Pennsylvania. Uh, I forgot the name of the street, but it's just littered with homeless people and a lot of drugs and people are taking fentanyl, which I believe that's what they give you to call you to go to sleep. And there's people sleeping all over the street, needles and all kinds of things. And these people, uh, I don't know why I keep looking at it, but I just feel so sorry for these people. Uh, the devil has told them a lie, and uh, they believe the lie. And now they're living a life, it's just, it's unbelievable the way these people live. And uh, they take fentanyl, so they sleep and they don't eat. Now they, a lot of them is just nothing but skeletons, just about. And it's a pitiful thing, pitiful thing. But we know that uh, we're, that uh, John chapter 14 is talking about tribulation time, and we realize that, uh, that we don't have to worry about anything. But let me say this. I just simply want to make an application here because the Bible says in Revelation, men's heart is going to fail them uh, for fear, for fear. And uh, I don't know, maybe I don't know who I'm talking to tonight, but I know the Lord didn't have me change this message just to be changing the message. But let me say this tonight, uh, we have no reason to fear. And that's why I said, let not your heart be troubled or don't let your heart be, be overtaken with fear. And we see here that uh, with great knowledge comes great fear. The more a person knows about the situations that's around us tonight, it's gonna bring a, a lot of fear. There's some things 
going on behind the scene that very few people know anything about. And it's a sad commentary because we, the people of this country, is so gullible that they see things happening all around them, and yet they think everything is just going to be fine. They're looking for that next stimulus check. But I want to be honest with you, I'm not looking for a stimulus check. Every time I've ever gotten one, I had to pay one back. So I don't want to, I never have gotten one. But I'm just saying that uh, that's a lot of folks just looking for that. I heard it uh, on the news that out in California for the homeless people, uh, they, uh, they decided to start giving them $1,000 a month uh, so they can eat, maybe get them an apartment. But I'll guarantee you they won't get them an apartment. They get them more drugs. And that's a sad thing where we're living in a day when drugs is overtaking our country. And we have to realize the reason it's happening because they're coming in on the southern border and bringing these drugs with them. There's drugs that will actually kill you if you put it in your hand. And uh, we know that to be true. But the number one killer in America today is stress-related problems. I didn't realize that. I, I, I thought heart attacks was going to be the a number one killer, but they said that uh, stress-related, so I guess that what causes heart attacks. And they said even causes cancer. And we're, a lot of folks today is living under a lot of stress. Uh, the cost of living, uh, the cost of food and gas and all these sort of things, and people, uh, they have uh, more bills at the end of the month than they do uh, money to pay it. And so it's putting a lot of stress on people today. And, uh, but the Bible said, let not your heart be troubled. But let me say this, God's people is not exempt from going through trouble. And uh, they're not exempt from going through stress. There's times that, uh, that we, will have, we will go through uh, stress. And, uh, and I know there's preachers that's going through a lot of stress now because I was just looking at uh, one uh, a preacher that, uh, that, that his, his congregation has shriveled down to about half what he had before the pandemic. And I know what he's talking about, but I'm just saying this, that, uh, that his church is now, uh, they're praying, uh, Brother Max Alderman, if you know Brother Max, he's praying for this preacher because his church is, I mean, just almost a handful of people. And uh, so he's under a lot of stress. And then, of course, uh, there's preachers that's actually committing suicide. Uh, there was a, a preacher that, and uh, he, and I'm trying to think of his name, but uh, he was, a, he was uh, under such stress and he had depression so bad. Uh, when he come off the road in a real big time, Buster Seaton was his name. You ever heard of Buster Seaton, Brother James? I thought you probably had, but Buster Seaton was a well-known evangelist, uh, independent Baptist uh, an evangelist. But he was under such depression that after he would uh, preach that he would never in intermingle with the people, he would leave and go back to his motel room because of the depression he was going through. And so he went home and he asked his wife to go down to the mailbox and get the mail. And while she went down there, he committed suicide. And, uh, you, and uh, you see, we have to understand that we're living in a time where people are hurting. People are hurting today. And, and, and there's so much going on and, and, and young people are getting so caught up in things. And, and it's just a blessing that we have some young couples here tonight that could, they could have stayed home. Uh, but no, they decide they want to be in the house of God. And, uh, and we ha but I'm just saying this, 
uh, there's there's times and uh, there's people that they can't handle these fears that's coming upon them. Uh, some older preachers and and I and I and I sort of resemble that remark. I, if I ever get to the place where I can't preach, I don't know what I do. I've asked the Lord to take me home, if that be the case. But if He decides to leave me here, I just don't know. I just when you have preaching inside of you, you have to preach, and so uh, I, I just don't know. But I, I guess I can get my family together, and we can just go there at the house and have a message or something, so I can preach. And, and uh, but anyway, uh, I'm just saying that uh, some people are strong in certain areas while they're weak in others. There's some people that, I mean, they can go through different situations, but when they get to a certain situation in their life, it's different from what this individual here may be suffering. It's a different, a different type of depression. And there's people today, young people, that's going through depression. And, uh, and I was telling my wife on the way over here, I, I just cannot remember when, when I was growing up, uh, I, I never remember a young person committing suicide. Not one time. Not one time. I never heard of people uh, dying from Alzheimer's. Now, so they say, well, that person died in their sleep, so that may have been what it was. They just didn't have a name for it at that time. But people today is under such pressure, and, uh, and there's all kinds of fear, fear of health and fear of finances and fear of, uh, of the future. And there are some people that is afraid of failing. That's their fear of failing. And so we see that but, but the key to peace here that is, is one word. And you can write this down. What is, what, is, what is the key to peace in the heart? It's trust. Simple word, but it's, but it's a word that we need to put in our, our vocabulary. To be able to trust. Trouble and fear are the exact opposite of trust. Uh, when, when we fear, when we don't trust the Lord, and uh, we try to carry that load upon ourselves, and that's why I said, casting all your cares upon me, for I care for you. There's loads that people will go through, and we're living in a time that, uh, you know, on jobs sometimes, there's people that's trying to undermine you, and trying to get your job and trying to make you look bad. And so you have to be on your toes all the time. Be careful, your friends, because, uh, you know, you have to be careful what you say because they will take it back to somebody else and make you the bad guy. And I'm just saying all these fears that's out there, fear of, uh, of, of, the, of your health, um, and, and I like for you to pray. I, I very seldom ever mention my own self. But I like for you to pray about some things. I've taken some tests, and I don't know what the result's going to be, but it doesn't matter. Uh, I, I tell you what, when you're ready to go home, it doesn't really matter. And uh, when you're suffering all the time, what's the worst thing could happen? You can go home to be with the Lord. All your suffering would be over. I've been watching some things. It's, it sort of encouraged my heart. I already knew it. But uh, we got this uh, thing now on TV. It's a religious type of, of things. Twice there was a one called uh, 190 Minutes in Heaven. It was a preacher that had a wreck down on a bridge down there somewhere and, and he actually died. And uh, and he was, uh, the Lord let him come back. He's preaching now. And then there was a little girl 
And it's called Blessings from Heaven. Is that what it was? Miracles. Miracles from Heaven. She had some kind of disease. They couldn't find a cure for it. And she was really going to die. And uh, the doctor told the mother that. Just go ahead and spend as much time as you could with her. And uh, she fell down the side of a tree. A 30 foot. She dropped down a 30 foot inside of this tree. And, and she actually died. And she went to heaven. And, uh, you know, I, I, when, when a young person, a child says something like that, I believe you can trust that. And she said she talked to the Lord and said we didn't really speak to one another. Said if we was talking, but we wasn't saying anything. And she said, if, and he said, I'm going to send you back. And she said, if you're going to send me back, give me complete healing. And he did. And now she's, a, she's grown to teenage girl. But she was dying. And that little boy, the Burpo boy, you remember him? Uh, Heaven is real. Uh, now here's a little fella that, uh, and he was too young to be able to tell a lie about going to heaven. And of course he couldn't find anybody that believed him. Even his own mother didn't believe him. And, but he, talk, he talked about, and he was talking to his uh, mom there one day. He said, mama said, uh, I saw my sister when I was in heaven. And I don't know what the sister alive's name was. And, she said, you saw her, She's not. she wasn't in heaven. She said, no, I'm talking about the one that died in your belly. Boy, that turned the light on for her because he would. how would he know something like that? And he said, she's all right. So here's what I'm saying. We have no reason to fear. Really, we don't. Because fear, it'll give you something to do, but it won't give you anywhere. There's a lot of people that's like that. They, they, they live a life of fear. Uh, what's going to happen tomorrow? And yet the Bible said, take no thought of tomorrow. And we have to realize that, that today is, is sufficient for the day. Matthew six thirty three: seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Take no thought of tomorrow. And, 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 and when he prayed that, the model prayer there, Give us day, this day our daily bread. Did it say two days from now, a week from now? It was a daily thing. And you know, that's how God wants us to operate as believers. Not, and we can't be concerned about what is going to happen tomorrow. Because tomorrow may never come. In fact, the Bible said, Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. For what is your life? It is but a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. By the way, what we worry about, we might be in heaven tomorrow. And so why worry? It's not going to get us anywhere because we have the precious promises of God. I mean, when you think about that, I was once young and now I'm old. Now I've never seen the righteous forsaken or a seed begging bread. And we have to understand that God is able to take care of us and we need to trust him. He said, now let not your heart be troubled. You see that in verse number one? He said, you believe in God, believe also in me. Trust me. Trust me. I'm able to do exceeding above anything you ask or think. We have to understand that the things that we worry about, and, 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 I, and I'm going to have to, I'm telling you, I'm preaching to me tonight. Maybe I need this message. The things that we worry about usually never happens. Really, it usually never happens. You know, we get some kind of little hurt, and then sometimes it's a big hurt. And the first thing we think, it's, man, it's, it's got to be cancer. But if it is, 
if it is. I mean, what's again, what could be the worst thing? Going home to be with the Lord? I tell you what, I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to that day when there's no more sorrow, no more sickness. The former things are passed away, and we're going to be with the Lord Jesus. And uh, I've been looking forward to it now for 52 years. And uh, I've been waiting a long time, but I do believe this. I know he's going to come back because we read it just a while ago. He, he said that, listen, he said that where I am, there you're going to be also. And it could be tonight. Fear of faith. I'm going to give you some things here that's the opposite. Okay, notice this. Fear and faith are polar opposite and cannot be cohabited. In other words, you can't have faith and fear at the same time. Because faith will override fear, but fear will override faith. Notice this. Fear imprisons. Faith liberates. Fear, fear paralyzes. Faith empowers. Fear disheartens. Faith encourages. Fear sickness. Faith heals. Fear makes useless. Faith makes serviceable. Fear puts hopeless in the heart of, at the heart of life, while faith rejoices in its God. He says here, some people worry about not having anything to worry about. <laughs> I never thought about that. Have people, hey, <laughs> I like that. Some people are worried about not having anything to worry about. You know, and, you know, and really, somebody asked me that one time, said, how's everything going at your church? I said, it's going too good. He said, what do you mean? I said, it's going too good. Because when you think it's going too good, the devil's working in the background. He's going to mess everything up. So you better be on your toes ready to get it. And But let me say this. While others live in a more peaceful existence, one of the main culprit, culprits in this area of worry is distress. It's found in Psalms 25, 17. Look there if you would. Psalms 25, 17. Listen to what this said. 2517, Psalms. 2517, are you there? Say amen. amen. The troubles of my heart are enlarged. O bring thou me out of my distress. You know what he's saying here? The more I think about my troubles, the bigger it gets. The bigger it gets. Troubles were enlarged in the heart. Not the problems were enlarged, but what it's talking about there. There, there remained a constant, a constant fear. And when you have a constant fear, we have to understand that's not of God. There's no, per, there's no fear in perfect peace. That's what the Bible says. No fear in perfect peace. No matter what happens, I belong to him. He's in me and I'm in him. And he's going to work out everything for, for the good I cannot see it, because if I could see it, then it wouldn't be faith. For faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You can't see faith. You can see the results of faith, but you cannot see faith. Faith is believing that God can and God will. He that comes to God must believe that he is, and he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. What am I to do as a Christian? I'm let not your heart be troubled. Trust God. 
Now, I don't know about you, but I serve a pretty big God. And I think he's able to take care of just about anything I've got. Any trouble I have, he's able to take care of it. God, uh, God's word commands us not to worry. Look if we in Philippians chapter number four and verse number six. Philippians 4, 6 commands us not to worry. Philippians 4, 6. Notice the first four words. Be careful for nothing. What is he saying here? Don't worry about nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be known unto God. Quit worrying. Don't, don't worry about nothing. Don't worry about nothing. But in every, everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Notice the three things here. He said, I want you to pray. The Bible said that we're to pray without ceasing. And the Bible said it, that, that we'd be, be in, a, in an attitude of prayer all the time. Then he said, I want you to not only to pray, but I want to uh, talk about supplication. And then he said, I want you to give me thanksgiving and let your request be known unto God. Is, and here's what we have to understand. We have to come to that place in our lives. Can I trust God? And if the answer is yes, then why worry? You say, well, preacher, that sounds like somebody that's not, don't have that off the rocker or something. Well, no, it sounds like me. It's pretty somebody, I'll keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. You know, you keep your mind on God and not on your situation and on your troubles. It's going to be a whole lot better. And, and, and you know, when I think about that, I think about the, the simple things, and we call simple, but it's nothing simple with God. Have you ever lost anything? Say amen if you have. Amen. You looked all over the place for it, turned the house upside downwards, looked everywhere. And you prayed about it, and guess what happened? Then you find it. The last time we had a little situation like that, Randy did that. <laughs> he he lost the keys to my truck. And uh, he looked, I mean, he tore the house up, went out there and all through the, all the vehicles, had a, bought Caleb over there for metal detector. He thought he lost him in the yard, wearing a pair of shorts. That ought to have been a problem right there. But anyway, had a hole in him, a hole in him and he thought he lost him out there in the yard. Searched everywhere. But he told me he prayed about it. You know what he did? Walked right in there to the door beside the kitchen, and there they hung. God knew where they was at all the time. Now that may not sound too big to you, but it sounded big to me <laughs> because I only had one set to it. Now, let me say this. God, he's into everything in your life. There's nothing too simple for God. That's why I love to hear little children pray. I really do. And, and some, some folks, uh, they get all upset for a little kid. They, they, you know, my cat, uh, she got run over by a car, and, and, uh, and, and I would preach it with you. Yeah, yeah, I pray for them. That's a, that's a sincere prayer. And let me say this. They're supposed to have nine lives, so if they hadn't been hit by eight other cars, they'd probably pull through but I'm just saying this, that we have to understand that God, that the, the prayer of that little child, how close it is to God. And then there's a certainty of 
troubled hearts. You're going to go through some times. You're going to go through some troubled times in your life. You may lose a job. You may lose a child. You may lose your house. You may lose your car. But listen, God is on the throne. 2 Corinthians 7. Greatest Christian that ever lived. 2 Corinthians 7, 5. For when we were come to Macedonia, our flesh had no rest, but we were troubled on every side. Without were fightings, within were fears. Within were fears. Great Christians. You know, you say, well, preacher, I do worry. I, I know I shouldn't. I've heard the messages on it before. I know it don't get me anywhere, but I am a professional worrier. And there's a lot of folks that is. They really are. They are just professional worriers. They worry about anything, everything. The lights flicker. Did we pay the bill? <laughs> you know, we, we, we just have something to worry about. Everyone is plagued with this, this, even good, great men of God in the past. Now, we could say, well, I'm not really worried, but I'm concerned. Same thing. And I used to say, I, and I don't worry, but I'm concerned. But no, I, I guess I worry. And let me say this, though. There is a choice of the troubled heart. Did you see that in your Bible? There's a choice when we worry. Anybody catch it? What's the first four words in verse one? Let not your heart be troubled. Now, I've got a choice. I can let my heart be troubled. I can trust God or I can worry about it. I heard a preacher one time say, why, why pray when you can worry? <laughs> you know? Let me say this. When God says, let not your heart be troubled, that's exactly what he meant. Trust me. You believe in God? Believe also in me. He says here that I want you to understand something. Neither let it be afraid. Don't let your heart be afraid. Don't let this thing. Now, now I'm telling you what I'm trying to get here is, listen, we're to trust God in troubled times. A lot of times, God will bring trouble our way to get us to, to pray. You see? And, 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 and I don't know Randy's heart, and I keep on using him because it's, it's a prime example. And I, I'm sure there at the last, when he thought he was going to have to pay $250 for to take my, and that probably you know, sort of got him to where he wanted to pray. And, uh, and he prayed about it. And God answered you see, why can't we pray before we get into trouble? The Bible says in the model prayer, lead us not into into temptation, but deliver but deliver us from evil. Don't even lead us into it. And still, and here's what I'm saying. John chapter 14, you're there. Notice if you would, verse number uh, 27. John 14, 27. Just look at your page there. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. There it is again. 
Neither let it be afraid. What is he saying? Don't let your heart be troubled. Don't let it be afraid. So it sounds like to me, now maybe you can help me with this. It sounds like to me that God don't want me to worry about nothing. Let not your heart be troubled. Why, why, why get, get in that situation? And don't let your heart be afraid. What is he saying? It's going to be all right. You realize that we're having a battle with the devil, but the battle is already won. God, the Lord Jesus has defeated the devil. He is a defeated foe. It's simple. It, 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 when, when we worry, it, we can either trust God and not get a troubled heart, or we can worry and we can be afraid. We have that option. It's all up to us. There is a cause, notice this, and I wrote it, there is a cause of troubled hearts. Troubled hearts are a result of unbelief and mistrust. That's pretty simple, isn't it? Unbelief and mistrust. Can I believe God? Can I trust God? Have I, has God ever told a lie? It's impossible for God to lie. It's impossible. Titus chapter number one, I tell you, it's impossible for God to lie. Then the cure for troubled heart. You believe in God? Believe also in me. Uh, I think it's a saying that uh, Charles Stanley had. Uh, leave all the consequences to God. I can't remember the rest of it. So, uh, be encouraged in your heart and leave all the consequences to God. Because there's no such thing as a consequence in God's, God's economy. Nothing happens to us by accident. Nothing. I remember when a guy in Bible school, he believed that anything that happens to you, it was in God's, you know, economy to, to let it happen. He fell down three flights of steps. He got up and dusted himself off and said, thank God that's over. He thought that God had planned for him to fall down some steps. Remember that, Brother Tommy? Trust in the Lord. That's the next one. Proverbs 3, 5. Give you some verses to look at. Proverbs 3, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Come on. And lean not thine own understanding, period. You see what he said there? He said, listen, trust in the Lord with all your heart. If you're trusting in the Lord with all your heart, there's no room for fear. And lean not thine understanding. Psalm 62, 8. This is going to be good. Psalm 62, 8. Trust in him at all times, comma, you people. Pour out your hearts before him. God is a refuge for us, Selah. When he said that, verse number eight, he said, Selah, he said, I want you to think on that. That's what that means. That's a pause. When you see that in the Psalms where it says Selah, that means think about what you just read. Trust in him at all times. If I'm trusting him at all times, I don't have a time to worry. 
Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Think about that. Psalms 56, verse number three. It'll help you to write these down. Read them later. Psalms 56, verse number three. These are some of the verses I believe I can't remember, but I believe these are some of the verses God gave me when, I, when Tony had covert and I thought he was going to die. I was looking for something. I said, God, I need something. I need a word. What time I'm afraid, I will trust in thee. Psalms 56.3. Have been time that you've had some fear in your life? God said, listen, he said, when you get afraid, he said, I'm going to trust in thee. Psalms, uh, Psalms uh, 37, 7, rest. There comes a time when you just have to give it up. Jesus said, come apart and rest. Sometimes you need to come, up, come and rest before you come apart. Psalms 37, 7, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. He said, don't let, you, we look at the unsaved and we can't figure out that, Lord, here I'm trying to do right. I try to go to church. I give my tithes and offerings and I'm still having trouble. What What's going on here? I mean, we, we do, I mean, when it comes to bills and, and comes to my tithes and offerings. I give my tithes and offerings. Lord, where are you at now? Lord, I, I mean, you, you promised that you was going to take care of it. Well, look at what it says. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospers in his ways. Because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Don't look at the wicked and envy the wicked. Their days are coming. I'm going to have to admit there's been times that I've been out on a tree stand trying to kill a deer. Sitting there shaking. If one would come out, I'm both froze. Too cold to go out and work. But I can sit in a tree stand, wind blowing, the whole top of the tree shaking. Hoping that a deer come out. And off in the distance, you hear something go, bang! Sometimes right in front of you. And the thought comes to your mind, well, Lord, I'm doing the best I can. And you know I needed this for my family to eat. How come that that person probably is not even going to thank you for the food? Now, am I the only one that's ever thought like that? Or could you help me say amen? <laughs> well, Randy, me and you must be on the same limb <laughs> because nobody else had that problem. But you know what? Let me say this. God's, God's on the throne. And we are his children. And he didn't promise us but one thing. I'm going to supply all your needs. Not all your wants. There's a difference. But I will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Committed that way into the Lord. Psalms 37, 5. Listen to this one. Psalms 37, 5. 
Are you listening? Say amen. Amen. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And say he might. We hope to. He said, listen, you commit your way unto the Lord. You trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Now, if you leave off the first two, don't think you're going to get the last one. I, I, I like the way that God gave us his book. Because if you look at it, notice if you would, commit thy way unto the Lord, comma. Okay, what does he, he want me to do? He wants me to commit my way to him. Trust also in him. And he shall bring it to pass. Can we trust him? Amen. It's just a simple, it's a simple message. God wants us to trust him. Yeah. Last one. Job 23. And we're going home. But he knoweth the way that I take, and when he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. My foot held, my foot hath held his steps, his way have I kept, and not declined. Would you read this with me? And when he gets there, he hath tried me. In your heart or in your mind, put your name. I'm going to say it out loud. But he knoweth the way that I take, and when he hath tried ten, I shall come forth as gold. My foot hath held his steps, his way I kept, and not declined. Can you trust him? Amen. We have tonight a decision to make. I'm either going to fret about everything, let it take a toll on my health, it's going to take a toll on my spirituality or I'm going to make a decision. I'm going to believe what God has to say. I'm going to trust him. Let not your heart be troubled. Don't worry. You believe in God, believe also in me. Trust me. Try me. And the Bible says even in your giving, he said, listen, he said, listen, try me. In the book of Malachi, chapter number three. And if I will not open up the windows of heaven and I'll pour you out a blessing that you won't be able to receive it. Trust me. And if God can't trust me, now listen, if I can't trust God with my billfold, I can't trust God with my soul. Amen? My soul means more than money. If I can trust him with my soul, I can trust him with my money. Trust the Lord. Give him the glory. And I said this before, when you pray and God answers your prayer, you have to tell everybody. Tell everybody. And God will bless you for it. Testify. Sister, you want to say something?
Holy Spirit came into my heart. And I am so thrilled and so happy about it. I thought all along that I was saved. But I didn't have his Holy Spirit. I do now. Amen. And it is so precious. Amen. That's wonderful, isn't it? There's a lot of times people trust in what they did. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I can, first part of my Christian life, somebody say, tell me, how do you get saved? I said, well, you come over that storefront building orange, sit on the, like the fourth road back, and when they give the, when they give the, uh, they sing and they give an invitation, you just, you just go forward. That's what you go, that's what you go, that's not what happens. It's when you put your complete trust in the shed blood of Christ, He died in my place. He became my substitute. And when you believe that with all your heart, when you have trusted him as your personal savior, he'll give you that peace. He'll give you that peace that passes all understanding. And there's a lot of folks that sit in churches Sunday after Sunday thinking about well, I think that so-and-so is back there, so-and-so, I did this, and I did that. So, I mean, I quit smoking, cussing, chewing, fool girls to do, and so I must be saved. No. Unless you put your complete trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, you're just as lost as a ball in high weeds. It's a serious thing. It's been on prayer. Father, I do thank you, Lord, for this day. I've read John 14, quoted John 14 many, many, many times. But Lord, you showed me something. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. He's saying, trust me. Trust me with all your troubles. Trust me with what you're going through right now. Cast all your cares upon me, little children. We understand that, God, you love us so much that, Lord, that you want us to trust you just like a little child. Or we can worry about it ourselves and try to work out everything and manipulate everything. Instead of trusting in you, we trust in what we can do. And Father, I pray that, Lord, that we would become as little children, trusting you for everything, what we consider the insignificant things, but trust you for everything. Lord, I pray now for that one that may be listening today, watching maybe by the internet or in the parking lot or even sitting in this room right now, that really they don't know for sure they're saved. And yet, Lord, the pride will keep them from coming to you. Lord, I pray that you'd remove that. And Lord, I do pray that they, if they don't know, and I'm not talking about thinking so or hoping so, but if they don't know so, that today would be the day that they'll trust you as their personal Savior. And I pray now, Lord, that you would help us, Lord, to be the kind of believers that we should be, And Lord, I do pray now, Lord, you'd help us again to love you and put you first in our lives. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord bless you.